Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is, Nick. And it's also about our lives, okay? There's a balance. It's not <laughs> just our lives. We do talk about reality. Yeah. And and on that note, go ahead and rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. Oh, please do. By the way, uh, Apple Podcasts is allowing us to see analytics now. I know exactly who's been listening, exactly who's been uh, subscribed and I want to say we have your names, your yeah. addresses, your birthdays. I wish it was something more like that. It, it really is more like uh, one time in October, uh, four guys in Indonesia accidentally put on your podcast. <laughs> like that's kind of what the analytics are uh, about that specific. Well, um, we want to just say thank you so much yes, for listening. Yes. New Zealand, we see you. Yeah, we see you. South Korea. Um, so this has been, I would say, a very blah week. It's been incredibly cold in New York. We're talking 11 degrees, 10 degrees, 9 degrees. And we're talking yesterday about 50 degrees, today about 55 degrees. It's so strange. Things are going back and forth. Yeah, it's giving me whiplash. I had a cold all week. Nick, Now you got a hot. Nick insisted I stay home. Nick, you took a hard line with me this week, last I did. week. I did. You were disgusting. I didn't want you to leave the house <laughs> and gross everybody out. I had a bunch of shows and plans, and Nick was like, you have to cancel yeah. those things. And she's like, should I go to my shows? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my Lord, no. Go in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is really a testament to maturity, I think, because like in my 20s, I would just, I would just like down day quill take a bunch of cough drops and try and pretend like i wasn't sick ride that amphetamine high and pretend i wasn't sick are there amphetamines in uh and i'm so. in dayquil there's something in dayquil that gets you jacked well i know sudafed is what you can make like meth out of right isn't that what you kind of boil that down yeah separate the chemicals and yeah. all that stuff i think dayquil maybe too do they sell sudafed anymore that used to be a thing people would take sudafed instead of like dayquil right you never see Sudafed. Like, I haven't seen Sudafed in years. No, Sudafed was big, but I, I feel like since Breaking Bad basically told you step by step how to create <laughs> your own meth. Yeah, uh, they got they got rid it's of. It's been Sudafed. phased out. Yeah, yeah. I feel like my grandpa was grandpa. I feel like my grandpa was a big Sudafed head. I I remember when I was a little kid, like it was an option. Yeah, it was just like uh, we have Dayquil, we have Sudafed. You know what I mean? And now mm -hmm. I just don't see Sudafed. You're a big Mucinex guy. I never do Mucinex. <laughs> you <laughs> lie to these sweet sweet people these i thought i saw you delicious blowhards <laughs> no i mean i think i've used music i used musinex one time in my life it was when we were on vacation in california for a wedding yeah and i had a cold and i flew cross country and my ears drums popped in the air and never popped back my yeah. right eardrum and i walked around beautiful los angeles uh for probably two days with my ear not popped, like yeah. the worst feeling ever. And I was doing everything I can. And one of the things they said is like, you got to get mucinex because you got to break up that mucus because it's lodged in your co cochlear tube. Yeah, we get it. You were not well. Just, I remember. It was bad. That was the only time. Don't, don't say that I'm mucinex guy because I, I used it once. I Although, I got to say, mucinex is great. <laughs> hey, mucinex. It take mucinex. Isn't that the, com <laughs> Isn't that the commercial? What? Isn't there like a mucinex An commercial? An Italian mucinex No, it's commercial? like Antonio Banderas or something. Is he the booger? He's, there's a mucinex guy. 
Uh, one thing we did do last week, we stayed in a bunch and we played a lot of games, including the custom made guess who game of challenge favorites for Nick that he received. <laughs> Ash, you want to take that one again? Her eyes just rolled in the back of her head. I think she I has notes, ladies and gentlemen. She's looking at her notes and she's like, and we played a game and that game was chess. No, it wasn't. It actually was guess who challenge themed and we played and okay we get it okay so for nick's birthday last year 2018 i made him a custom set of guess who with his challenge faves we pulled it out last week for the basically the first time since it was given to you it was given yeah yeah when when i gave it to you we just played guess who like regular Mm. which is not the way to do it we cracked it we cracked the code on the challenge guess who nick tell them what how it works you you have to build this game you have to um you know i realized uh, I could get in real deep with this, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. But you have to r- allow yourself, at least I have to allow myself to stick to a certain set of rules in order to make certain games fun. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, I think you could play that game if you were just going to play Guess Who, but just with challenge faces. You Does can, your you person can... have blonde hair? Yeah. It's Does just like, okay. Does your person have glasses? Is it a boy? Uh, okay, is it a girl? Oh, you know, it's yeah. like you got to not ask those basic ass questions if you stick to actually making them challenge related questions. So we ruled out when we played this last time, we can't ask questions like is it a man or a woman? No basic guess yeah. who questions. No asking about uh you, you can't ask anything about gender, eye color, race, hair color, anything like that. But you can ask Hey, if it's a real drunken night, would your character maybe hook up with Tony? Yes. <laughs> you see what you see what we're saying here, or people? Or is your character from a generation of the challenge where maybe they won a T-Mobile sidekick? Yeah. Yes. Um. If if t- if times are tough, do you, would your character align with Johnny Bananas? Yes. So I mean, these are these are you know how how many uh, are you at least one degree away from a lavender lady? Right. Is uh, your character you know. good with puzzles? Yes. You uh, know. Would your character uh, is your, would your character be quick to fight? Right. On a drunken night. These are the questions that we were asking each other, and honestly, made the game incredibly fun so fun and uh so fun. it makes me want to play right now just talking about it it honestly. was great guys everyone make your loved ones a challenge themed uh guess who's that and i think what we're gonna do is at some point because now i was I, we were gonna do this earlier but uh the way that we played it and i was like ah oh, this is kind of boring i don't know if it would be good for the show but now that we figured out yeah how to play it, we may put out maybe a bonus episode of some sort, a mm-hmm. bonus episode, if you will, mm-hmm. um, where we play the game. Yeah. And maybe it'd be a quick And you can play with fun. us because yeah. you'll be guessing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, we want to make a huge announcement on the pod right now, which is that we will be recapping. Nick, you just looked at me like. Well, because we didn't talk about this, man. Yeah, I don't know what I'm you're about to say. I'm springing it on you. We will be recapping the next season of the challenge. Yeah, it's going to happen. I, I, you know, I, I, I know a lot of you probably came to us based on our challenges our challenge recaps prior to uh um this coming season um did what did we start on when did we what was the first one Ooh, that good we started question. was it two seasons ago i think it was vendettas vendettas mm-hmm. okay so you may be with and you're wondering whether or not we were gonna well we are gonna do it but there was final talk. reckoning almost broke us it did almost break us and also we were kind of like 
you know, you you get so much challenge these days that at the end of a challenge, you really, at least personally for me, get kind of burnt out. Uh huh. And so if you're watching it and then also recapping it, uh-huh. you know, it kind of becomes a slog. And to me, it was taking away from the enjoyment that I get out of, honestly, Maybe my favorite television show of all time. Yes. And Nick and I only do things for enjoyment. That should be known about us. We are 100% enjoyment-based couple. Clearly, we're not making any money off this podcast. (laughs) Um, Which reminds me, Nick, I'd like to get into a breakdown with you of our 2018 review. You and I watched a bunch of shows in 2018. I'm wondering if there's one off the top of your head that you would say was your favorite show off the grid. 60 days in. Okay. That We're was talking easy. reality? Yeah, that was, yep. Yep, 60 days in. Okay, I was going to say off the grid, meaning not an MTV show. Okay. Um, I have two. But 60 days in I counts. I have two, I have yeah. two, though. Mm-hmm. Let's I have hear two. it. Do you yeah. want to go with uh, yours, your, your first, and then I'll go with my runner-up? Um, my first is, unfortunately, a show that I don't remember the name of. Marching Orders. That was the name of it. Oh, Marching Orders. That was my favorite. That's a sleeper. Yeah, that's a sleeper. That was good. It wasn't long enough for me. It was too short, but I will say that I my favorites that we watched, um, just dipping our toes into shows, were all Netflix curated. So Instant Hotel was up there, Marching Orders, um, so, so Terrace my, House. So my runner-up is Real Love. Real Love. Yeah. yeah, Real Love actually must be. I think that's my fave. Guys, and I, I'm sure we have maybe new listeners, you know, the new year, people trying to start off their new year with a new podcast. Well, hello, new blowhards. Welcome to the family. <laughs> now, um, if you want to go back, we've done shows based on these uh, things. And I think uh, since the current season, by the way, uh, the current season of 60 Days In is happening right now. Mm-hmm. There's been about five episodes I am caught up. I am going to save my thoughts on it for a future episode, possibly next week, where we have a guest in who I turned on to the show. God, who's perfect for Um, that show? So we're going to talk about uh, that a little bit more. And we've talked about 60 Days In, but that was my favorite show. The other show I mentioned was Real Love. Mm -hmm. Please go back and find our Real Love episode. Real Love, I mean, can't talk about this show enough. This is a show that I've recommended to multiple people. Episode 21 of Reality Blows. Uh, I've I've recommended real love to multiple people and who are interested in reality and I think would be into it. And it, I've recommended it too, and they've watched it with their parents. Really? Sachi and her mom watched it. Did they like it? They loved it. Um, yeah, real love is absolutely fantastic. I don't really want to spoil it for you. It's let's just say it's a Japanese uh reality dating show. Kind of. Let's just say eleven men with a secret meet by the pool. Yes, I mean, and and just go ahead and go ahead and check that out. It should be still on Netflix. Um, and uh, yeah, but that those are my two, my two, definitely my two reality shows of 2018 that I experienced. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too sure. You know, uh, 60 Days In has been on for a bunch of years. I watched all the seasons. And right. I don't know when Real Love actually debuted. I don't know that these were actually like 2016, 2018 shows. Right. But they were the thing. I experienced them. Real Love and Marching Orders were my favorite. I would say as far as off the beaten path, things that we got into, you and I, um, that documentary, Real Reality. Real docu- Reality is documentary. fantastic. Fantastic documentary on reality television. Mm-hmm, that, I mean, not really, but it's hilarious. That is a top one for me. I really enjoyed that. 
Um, very cavalier. Loved that. You know, I think you'd say that you loved it, but you honestly never went back and watched it like you said you <sighs> You're would. right. Why? I don't know. I just got overwhelmed with shows at the time. It is oh, tough. you know what was really great? Strong. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Okay, strong is in the top three. Yeah, strong is definitely strong in the top three. Strong could very three. well be number one because I forgot about it. But Real I mean, love's my... number one. Strong's number two. Marching orders is number three for me. Yeah, I would have to put maybe strong right behind 60 Days In. Mm. I mean, because my obsession with that show when it happened, like I killed four seasons in, of that show in like. 60 Days In. Yeah, you lost like your a, mind, I, I would did. say. And uh, this current season, I want to talk about it so bad, but I have to wait. It's so good so far. Yeah. They stripped it back. I believe you. They didn't. Don't get into it. You have to save it for a. The last two seasons, they were in Atlanta, and the the, the jails were too dangerous to have like a fun TV show. Mm. People were getting beat up too much. Hmm. They've brought it back to like more of a podunk jail. And okay. It's, and it's the charm is back. Okay. Well, we'll talk about and it. And I'm back to thinking I could do I could do it. Okay. I will say some fails for us um, on the podcast. Things we watched that I was not crazy about. Um, Tiny House Hunters. It's fine. All those House Hunter shows are kind of boring to me. Tiny House, Big Living. Fine. Top Chef. Fine. We watched like half of it and yeah, then we bailed. There's a, there's a Master <clears throat> Chef season on right now I was thinking about watching. Nah. We pretty much bailed on the Jersey Shore. Totally bailed on the Jersey Shore. Yeah. It just happened. We were so pumped yeah. as you guys know we were so pumped about the jersey shore when the when the first part one of the family uh vacation yeah when they were in miami it was a lot of fun the, the, something happened in new, vegas it, i don't know what happened it's just it's it got too staged for me mm-hmm. and it was like not fun to watch there was no fun and then the fun that you saw happening on the show was so fake you know yeah. like it was like yeah we're gonna have a boys night it's like uh i'm sick of these boys nights right so why just I, I wish Vinny and and paulie d would just beat each other up <laughs> that would be fun like they <laughs> spitting in each other's faces beating each other up that's yeah, what i want to see that would be cool um by the way shout out to um x on the beach because there is some punching and swinging on that show this season it seems like next episode uh, a fan favorite comes back and i'd like to just say nick and i are not here purely for the vibe violence we need there to be layers we need there to be personalities we need there to be motivation we need there to be exposés and x on the beach is giving us all of that they are giving us full characters who have dimension and texture and depth that are fighting and i applaud whoever is working on this season of x on the beach i'm here for the violence other shows that we kind of fell off of um, unveiled on that Australian show. Well, that was like cla- what I what I would classify was one of our fringe watches. Yeah, but we didn't stick with it. So these are just shows. For, I, I'm talking about shows that we watch that we yeah. never really returned to. Yeah. We never returned to Queer Eye, even though we both liked that. That's really an issue. That's I see that every time I scroll on a Netflix and yeah. I go, oh, that's right, Queer Eye. You know, Queer Eye is suffering from there's just too much shit. Yeah. There's too much stuff to watch to go yeah. back and watch Queer Eye. I mean, 
I, we watched what two, three episodes of the first season. There's a whole nother season that this they is, popped out. This is the problem with Queer Eye is that you are not getting attached to a single character's journey throughout a season. It's just a character's journey on each episode. You, of course, we have the Queer Eye uh, fellas who we are attached to, but we're not watching them grow nah, in a significant way. They're not going to get angry at each other. They're too nice, uh, <clears throat> and that's what's the charm of that show. Is I actually do not like a show like Queer Eye. Or like a house hunters, or like a fixer upper, a one off almost, where it changes the per, the main character yeah. changes every episode, and just like the theme is what ties us together, or the yeah. host is what ties us together. As you were saying, I need a storyline between characters throughout. I need a season arc. And honestly, that's why Instant Hotel knocked it out of the right. park for me. Instant Hotel was the co- great combination between the both. Because it's a design show. It's a fixer-upper. It's something like that. But you're also getting attached to these characters. Need I remind you and the blowhards at home that you broke my heart by going ahead and finishing that show without me. I broke your heart. You that's broke a little my heart. extreme. First off, get your finger out of my face. Every goddamn time I see that show on Netflix... <laughs> Just Every watch it without I, I me. Ju- it reminds me of the, the my heart being destroyed. Other shows we stopped watching or that we never returned to or that we just watched for one episode would be Little Women Atlanta. Um, we just watched an episode of that. Then we decided it made us sad. We felt yeah. like they were being exploited. I think that's our fault, though. Um, it's on us. Swamp Those people. Those women are getting theirs. They are getting I mean? theirs. They're getting paychecks. But yes, uh, you know, so. I just it, well, no. You know, what? you're right because actually, the I felt story like they're being exploited. Well, the storyline was like this weird baby storyline. The with baby like, storyline, and then the dad who was like, "I don't want to have yeah, yeah, a yeah, 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 yeah. you know." It was yeah, sad. it was sad. Um, Swamp people. We never returned to that. <laughs> Swamp people. Um, I should watch Swamp people again, man. That show was good, but I mean, that was depressing too because the season that we cracked into, or at least what I watched. Was like, there's no more gators in the in the swamps because of the swamp people shows, <laughs> and it's like, uh, why? It's like, well, they everybody wants to be a gator person now, so no, there's not enough uh, gator for all of us making money in the Boucher family. Okay, I'm sorry that that happened to you guys. That you had to listen to what uh, a, a perfect <laughs> swamp person impersonation. Come on, man. Oh my god. Well, you I'm know what? Killing it with the voices today. You're doing pretty okay. Oh, <laughs> No, what? absolutely what? not. Absolutely what? not. That was uncalled for. Guys, did you go enjoy Maroon 6 on the uh, is that their name? Mar- Come on. Maroon 6-9. Maroon 5 on the Super Bowl. Nick and I watched the um, Halftime Heat. We watched Halftime Heat. It instead. Was, uh, it was uh, a pro wrestling program put on the by the WWE on YouTube. And guess what, Ashley? Ashley, tell tell the folks what you thought about Halftime Heat. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I can't because, believe I'm going to say it. I loved it. And I'm going to force Ashley to watch NXT. Nick might be getting me into wrestling as much as I am f- trying desperately not to. We watched the Royal Rumble. Was mm-hmm. that like a week ago? Yep. Loved that. The, I, I like this Becky Lynch character oh, a lot. Yeah, she's the man. I like um, who's the one, the the girl who she's like, I've got money or something. She challenged Rhonda. She's got like she had like beautiful purple hair. Oh, you're talking about Sasha Banks. Yeah, I like Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks is a baller. She's, she's the a boss. baller. She's okay, the boss. she's the boss. Not I got money. Well, it's kind of the Sasha same idea. Banks. No, no. She's like, uh, she came out like uh, originally kind of like a if you, a diva, if yeah. you will. So, uh, you know. I like her. I like great. Becky Lynch. And then I'm getting into these NTX, NTV. NXT. NXT. Wait till you see uh, some of the ladies they got over there on NXT. Boy, oh boy, can they wrestle. Well, that brings us right into um, today's main topic, which is a little Australian show called Yummy Mummies. 
This is uh, <laughs> called Yummy Mummy's <laughs> Folks. We're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of a, uh, a, a, a we're gonna do a deep dive. Yeah, we're gonna the, do a deep dive on the dive. first episode of Yummy Mummies, which is an Australian reality TV show about Yummy Mummies. Uh huh. It's a, a docu series. Aka, yeah, right. That a- follows four young mothers to be in Australia who have good looks and live lavish lifestyles. The series visits with them throughout their pregnancies as they delve into a chaotic new reality with newborn babies. So this show is on Netflix. It uh, it premiered in Australia in 2017. I guess there's two seasons. Season one is on Netflix. It just showed up a couple, couple week, weeks ago, days ago, whatever. And as we've said before, we like Netflix curated shows yeah, in the reality and, uh, form. And honestly, a lot of Australian shit going on. Unveiled. Uh, tiny uh, or uh, hotel. Instant, instant hotel. hotel. This show. It's strange. But anyway, here's what I want you to do. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to do a deep dive. If you'd like, go ahead and pop on that first episode. It's about 45 minutes. And uh, then you can come back and we're going to talk all about it. Or don't do that and just stick around for the next eight seconds and we'll be back. And we're going (laughs) to jump right into it. Either or is fine with me as long as you stick around, bro. See ya. Folks, we're back. So the way that this show came into our world was about two or three weeks ago, I was hosting my show Fresh Out, which is a comedy show in the Lower East Side of Manhattan at the Upright Citizens Brigade East Village Theater. And um, I had an Australian comic on the show named Jared Jekyll. Very funny guy. We were backstage talking. I was picking his brain about what else. I was picking his nose about what boogers. All right. Should we take that again? Get that together. (laughs) Sorry. Get it together. I was picking his brain about reality television. I was like, are you an instant hotel fan? Oh, man. I should have said I was picking his nose about what smells. Because you said what else? Anyway, yeah. I'm I'm really trying to work on my bars. Yeah, so just my relax. Battle raps. Would you just shut up and let me talk? <laughs> so I um I was asking him like, what do you watch? Are you into instant hotel? And he's like, no. I thought you were gonna ask me about yummy mummies. Yummy mummies. And then someone in the green room, another comic, was like, oh, I'm watching yummy mummies. I don't remember who it was. How was that possible? I don't know. There's just so much happening backstage. Who, who the hell was watching yummy mummies? Really? I don't know. <laughs> who doesn't? I, who don't have reality TV shows where they have to watch new reality TV to talk about? It? I don't who know. is opting for this? Anyway, go ahead. So I was like, well, maybe Nick and I will add that to our queue. We did, in fact. And this week we watched the first episode of season one. So the basic like introduction into the show is like these women have it all and it's all about to change. We got beautiful, rich women who live in Melbourne, Australia. They're all Melbourne. They're all very pregnant. Very pregnant. Initial thoughts on the first five minutes of this show. I was like, is uh, uh, well, here's the thing. When I originally saw the trailer for this, you know, when you're scanning around Netflix and it, the trailer just starts when you're stopped on one of the titles, mm-hmm. um, I thought that this was a scripted show, a comedy show made to look like a reality show, making fun of things like Real Housewives. Yes. Um, uh, that's how goofy and strange and um, fake I thought the uh, women that were being uh, portrayed in this show were acting. It does feel like a sketch comedy uh, show. Yeah, it feels fake. It feels like a scripted show. And I think a big part of that, for me at least as a viewer, is I don't know if this is um, because of an Australian thing or what, 
But the aesthetic of this show is a very um, early aughts throwback. These women are wearing labels and designers um, and bright, bold colors in the way that we were accustomed to seeing Paris Hilton, uh, Britney Spears, this sort of 2003 to 2006 aesthetic. And it's odd. It's watching this feeling like you're looking back in time. And that's why it feels like satire for me. Um, and I'm just like looking at this like it is the uh, are the Australian elite like 10 years behind? Well, you were thrown off by all the Burberry talk. Burberry, that Versace. And it, but not it's not in a Migos. The, Migos put the put, put the kibosh on Versace like in 2015. It doesn't feel fresh. Them them referencing these labels. It's like big, gaudy, that big, those big, gaudy Louis Vuitton purses, you know, like everything splashed in labels and it's bright colors and it feels so dated. Mm. Nothing about it feels classy or glamorous. No Givenchy in sight. Yeah. Is that a newer label, maybe? No. I mean... Not really. No, not at all. Um, so, basically, there are th there are three women who are the yummy mommies of Melbourne, and there is um, one woman who is a yummy mommy of another town. Adelaide. Adelaide. And they don't know each other. And this gets very weird in this first episode, because these women are clearly on the same television show, and there's this very scripted, produced segment, which we'll get to later, where they are going to meet. And they're like, who is this person? I don't know. Who is that person? And it's like, you guys are on the same fucking show. Like, why are you acting like you're not aware that this person exists? Anyway, I digress. The women who are the three yummy mummies of Melbourne are Lorinska. Am I saying her name right? Sure. Lorinska. Lorinska. She's a blonde lady. Um, she looks to be about seven foot five. The whole point of her character is that like she's crazy. She's out there. This woman talks um, every. We see her multiple times. Nick, you Nick's <laughs> face is contorted in a way that is signaling to me that he wants to do an act <laughs> out. Go for it. Uh, 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 no, it's just like she. Lorenska just talks about how she doesn't want to breastfeed and that she's horny. That is this main character's. Yeah. Um, we, we like to get it, you know. Yeah, that, we're gonna get. We're gonna have sex in the third trimester. We're gonna breastfeeding. That sounds icky. She, uh, the faces on these women, yeah. by the way, like the way that they do their interviews and the way they're talking to each other in public, like it, it's so hyped up and overproduced and overacted that that's this is part of the reason why I thought that it was a fake show. I was like, these people are portraying characters. Mm -hmm. It is not a fake show. It's a mm -mm. reality show, but they could still be portraying characters, you know, because I think like your whole uh, thought about it being like a, uh, a throwback to the early aughts or something like that. And that's what makes it feel fake to you. To Aesthetically. Me, to me, what f feels fake is them attempting to be a real housewives. Yeah. You know, and, and real there's a real housewives of Melbourne or Melbourne or whatever, they have the franchise over there, you know, so it's in, I'm sure Australia is as inundated with that type of reality culture as we are. I'm, I'm sure that they all have seen, you know, uh, the original franchises from America as well. And you can tell they're trying to portray that type of, that archetypal uh, housewife flavor. Like I'm the crazy one. Like I'm the, this, you know what I mean? And, and it's, 
doesn't feel genuine. Mm -hmm. And right at the beginning, if it's not going to feel genuine and it's a show that premiered in the last year or so, like you've lost me Mm -hmm. already because I can go back and I have a lot of stuff I can go back to the to the heyday of like when this type of reality started that I haven't seen that I'd prefer to be watching. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do like a what um, a Real Housewives of uh, Orange County was like in season two, you know, now I don't want to see it because I actually never saw season two of Real Housewives of Orange County. I just go back and watch that, you know. It's an interesting point you bring up and it, it reminds me of the fact that last week we watched and covered the first episode of season one of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah, this is what I was thinking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this similar, is... Similar first episodes, kind of. Right, because they're introducing each character and they're giving us a little synopsis about what to expect from these characters and then we get sort of like um these these scenes that are supposed to encapsulate that whole character's point of view and i will say you hit the nail on the head with the use of the word genuine because for the real housewives of atlanta it did feel genuine like uh, the entire time we were watching this show last night i was like i'd rather be watching the next episode whatever episode we're on of uh, real housewives of atlanta Atlanta. because they're similar like i'm trying to show my shit right now you know with kim being like i'm gonna buy this car right now and be like the person who spends a lot of money and i'm into it but like she's such a great character and i know the cachet that this franchise has and how it's still moving forward still beloved to the fans and I know that this show I'm watching isn't gonna isn't gonna be like stick with it. It gets great. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I just can feel it. And it's like, am I wasting my time watching this carbon copy of some bullshit that I should be really watching, getting my buffing my history up a little bit? And you know what? That's a great point. And also, I'd like to add to that point that these women on Yummy Mummies were kind of dressed the same as the Real Housewives of Atlanta from like what 2008, 2007. <sighs> Whenever yeah, that yeah, first long time ago, yeah. season came out. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, back to our characters. We have Lorinska. She's the one. She's kooky. She, her main talking points. And I'm actually shocked that we saw this be brought up in multiple scenes. Cause I was like, surely you have something else to talk about. But there were huge, there were at least two to three scenes revolving around these issues, not wanting to breastfeed. And being horny. And not even not wanting to breastfeed. Uh, her phobia of breastfeeding. She even got into a backstory um, where she was talking, where it came from. She saw a cow. She got squirted she, by she a cow. Got, she went to a farm as a child and a, and, a, and a farmer brought out a cow and started milking the cow's udders and then pulled the udder up and squeezed the milk in her face. And ever since then, she's been afraid of breastfeeding. And you know what I thought was interesting was we didn't really meet husbands. We kind of met husband a little bit yeah but not in the same way as the atlanta housewives well you could tell they're maybe not going to be main characters of this show i do want to say though mm-hmm. Lorinska, mm-hmm. my favorite character of the entire 100%. show, 100 percent, and and i have a lot of problems with her yes but, but that's because they gave us nothing she's the only one that gave us funny. something she's kind of funny she's kind of funny yeah so next up is jane what all you need to know about jane is that she's already had a baby this is baby two yeah and that she's like the guide for the other two uh Melbourne yummy mummies and yum mums. Jane says things like your body's gonna change yeah. and then they're like what 
Yeah, no, she like <laughs> she's wa- they're walking down the street and she's like, Larinska, you do realize that your baby's going to come out of you and then it's going to attach to your nipple and you will breastfeed it. And they're like, oh, yeah, they have no idea. Rachel is um, she's described as a pocket rocket, which means she's tiny and maybe laughs a lot. Who, who I don't know. I didn't see her means. do anything rocket like she does remind me of an Olsen twin for some reason. Maybe it's her small size. And then the new contender for the most yummiest mummy is uh the one that's not attached to this group and that is maria who's seven months pregnant expecting a girl and she loves labels loves them yeah louie mm-hmm. burberry mm-hmm. other ones mm-hmm. not tiffany i mean she thinks tiffany's fine but don't throw a tiffany themed party that's gauche Versace. Her mom is also a glamour queen. Her name's Margarita. Mar- uh, her mom is great. Her mom is maybe my maybe my yeah, favorite. She character. could be really the fa- favorite. She and was the only-, only person on that show that I was like, oh, you could exist in like another world because you have <laughs> a lot of craziness about you. The fact that her mom were introduced the the introductory scene with her mom. Her mom is wearing a Bluetooth headpiece the whole time. I was like, okay, give me more of Margarita. Yeah, we had to Google. That was when we we're like, when was this actually made? Yeah. Like, why is she wearing Bluetooth? And mm-hmm. it was like 2017. There was also this. So this the first real scene is Maria, be, us being introduced to Maria and um, her mom coming into the kitchen with all these bags. Could, could, could we before we jump into this, talk about what their pre episode like lead up was? They had like a what you're like a preview of what you're what this show is about, like at, pre the credits roll. And it was like telling you this, what, like what the main storyline will be. I feel like I said that when I said uh, that they explained in the very beginning that these women have it all and it's all about to change. I understand that, but I've never seen a way where they're like, when they introduce three friends and then they introduce another person and these three friends think that they have it locked down. Like normally it's just here are these people existing and the storylines pop up as as the characters kind of start to clash yeah. and and, uh, and and form alliances on different sides but this was telling you straight out here is group A and here is the person who is not going to be a part of group A and there will be a clash at some point and this is is so to me I was like this seems like the yummy mums show but they were making it seem like there's new blood in town as if this was I had to look to see if this was the first original season cuz this is something they it would, is. I know because yeah. this is something they would have done in a season two or three mm. when the yum mums like were like they're kind of getting boring. We got to put somebody new in there. Gotcha. Let's bring Maria in. The idea that they bring Maria in and they they kind of force that conflict before they just allow the yummy mums to break up and have fights in their own for the first season, then bring the next person in. It's very interesting. Yeah, I think it's because the yum mums are boring. Uh, I guess I think it's because they were like, okay, well we want these people to fight, so we're going to actually build the factions for you. Listen, we watched an uh, however long this show is, an hour, 45 minutes. It's supposed to center around the Yum Moms, these three, Lorenzka, Jane, and Rachel. I can't tell you a damn thing about Jane or Rachel. I mean, your first episode, you don't even get a soundbite. I'm not even walking away with a quote. I got a couple of quotes for Lorenzka. I'll tell you that right now. None for Jane or Rachel. 
So we, we introduce, we get introduced to Maria and Margarita and her sister, Bianca. They take a long time to introduce us to Bianca. There's like a good three minutes where we're just like, who's this other person yeah. in the kitchen? And then she's like, that's my sister, Bianca. Next scene, we see the three and they are shopping. The three yum mums are shopping. Um, they're talking about being pregnant. They're talking about, I, I write down, we get it. You like to fuck. Yeah, that's how I felt watching this. I was like, okay, I get it. We're pregnant. Yeah. It's like, okay. Lorenska's oblivious to body changes. Next is a Maria and mom, and they are bickering about um, whether this venue that her mother, Margarita, has booked for the baby shower is up to snuff. Maria's saying, like, I am pregnant. I can't be stressed. Everyone has to do it my way. I don't think that this venue is going to be good enough for me. And her mom's like, chill, bitch. It's going to be good. And Maria's like, no, mom, it's not. And they go back and forth. What do we learn from this scene? That Maria wants a Burberry-themed baby shower. Everything's got to be Burberry, Burberry, Burberry. Yeah. She also says um, in this scene that we're an Italian family, which means we argue. How did you feel about that as uh, an Italian-American? I, I thought it was fine. I, here's the the main thing, because they bring they come, come back to this Italian family. We're a traditional Italian family like quite a few times yeah. like later in the episode. And I kind of just got the feeling, I, m- my big takeaway was like, boy, it's really odd to see people play the fir- uh, first generation Italian, second generation Italian game in Australia. Yeah. To see these people that, you look at their complexions, you know, especially that dad, you're like, oh yeah, he does look like he's, he's an, Italian. Like, an old Italian guy. But the fact that they all have Australian accents and they're in Australia, to me, just doesn't sit well. Like It's weird. To me, that's a very American experience uh-huh. of where, like, uh, fresh off the boat Italian parents. Parents, yeah you know but to see that and be like where are ta- where i can't even do it I, I won't try to do the accent anymore guys i'm yeah. done uh but they're like we're italian and it's like um we're well, italian yeah it's just like no you're not listen to that friggin voice hey, there's nothing italian about you hey. yeah i wonder if there's like um like an um like italian america uh, italian australian voice like there's an uh, Italian American character. Maybe that's what Marguerite is, sounds like. Yeah, we got we to listen to her more if we were to ever pop this back on ever again. Probably not. Anyway. Then we're back. <laughs> we're back with the three moms. They're done shopping. Now they're like getting food. I guess I don't know. We don't ever really see them eat. We just see them sitting at a table in a very staged way. And all we learn about this is that they have an Instagram account called the Melbourne Yum Moms. And they are everybody wants to be us. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to see what we're doing at all times. They did like a, on this show. They plugged this Instagram account at least four times. It comes out throughout this. And when they would plug it, 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 it would pop up at the bottom of the screen so that you could also look them up and follow them. How many followers do you think they have? Nicholas Maritato, the Melbourne Yum, yum Moms. Mm-hmm. This is now an international reality show. Okay, so let's say it already it must have had wild success in Australia for it to be bought by Netflix. Eh. It it probably had wild success. I think they have 18,000 followers. What? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. 18,000? Yeah. We have friends that have 18,000 followers that don't have television shows. I thought you were setting me up for like, this is an international show and these fuckers couldn't even get more than 20,000 followers. Oh, no. I'm not setting you up for that. Sorry. I didn't mean to call you dumb. I love you. Don't know. 590,000. 
590,000. Great. 590,000. Cool. <sighs> wow, really? <laughs> <laughs> really dig the steam out of that one. Um, the next scene is... Hey, you think that's low? I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when I said 18,000, you were like, fuck. Yeah. I really thought he was going to say 10 million. I thought you would say a million. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I think that's quite a, quite a bit for a show like this. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody's watching this show. It must have been wildly popular in Australia. I don't think so. I think Netflix has like a deal with Netflix Australia and they take some of the shows. Like, believe me, if we were to get all of the um, Japanese shows or, or even Chinese, um, I would say any Asian reality show. I, I I bet you the eyes on the on those shows are way higher hey, than Nick, things you bring like up- Australian shows, just because the amount of people. I don't think there's that many people in Australia. It's huge, but there's not many people there. That is an interesting point. Also, we've never watched a Chinese reality show. What's what, up with that? Are you sure? I think we may. Oh, oh wait, the one where uh, we so, watched so and South so and Korea. So and so and so and so live in a house yeah. in a treehouse. Yeah. The, the, that that's not that wasn't Chinese. No, that was, was South, South Korean. Korean. Are you sure she wasn't a Chinese pop star or a J-pop star? I th- I'm pretty sure she's a K-pop star. I think she was a J-pop star. Damn it. We got to find out. It doesn't really matter. Guys, if you have like a favorite Chinese reality show, will you email us at Reality Blows Podcast? Be doing it. They might not be doing that's it. That's what I'm saying. I want to find out and I also want to watch it. Reality Blows Podcast at gmail.com. I don't think Chinese... Uh, Chinese people are as obsessed with American culture as Japanese people and Korean people are. I mean, you don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that's true. That's what I'm just guessing, though. The next scene is Maria and Margarita and her mom meeting the, um, the, the party planner at the venue that her mom has picked out. And this is all, this whole scene is about how Margarita, uh, not Margarita, Maria is like, we need the biggest room in this venue. I need the biggest room. And the party planner lady was like, no, not happening next. Yeah. Uh, she's like, I need the biggest room. No, actually, you're not going to get the biggest room. What else? Who has the biggest room? Somebody who has way more people coming to their place and it's a wedding and not a dumb baby shower next. I need the biggest room. No, you can't have the biggest room. This room will be great. What else should we do? What about the biggest room? <laughs> not going to happen. But also you're in this room and this is the room it's going to take place in. You guys get it it went on and on like that it was like 12 minutes the whole scene was about that and the party planner is like you have 50 guests the wedding has 350 and she's like yeah but i need the big room and the the wedding plan the planner is like no it's not gonna happen and then maria's basically like well then i'm gonna be a bitch (laughs) (laughs) she's like the lights have to change no candles i want the fountain on i want these curtains all these things get these things out of here the chairs ma'am yeah exactly (laughs) the tables i want new tables this this is just like a her being a diva for the sake of the show. Well, she even said it in her interview. She was like, at this point, um, I just don't want to change my mind because I don't want to change my mind. Mm-hmm. Then we go to see a gyno appointment with Lorinsky. Lorinska? Lorinska? Well, I don't know. Whatever. And her husband, she lets us know that cesarean is not an option. Doesn't tell us why. No reason. I guess it's just a, like she just doesn't want the scar. Yeah. I don't know. Her husband is an ex-football player and... AKA an ex-soccer player and... Mm -hmm. He's cute. This is a fun moment with Lorinsky where she's like looking at her baby and she goes, my baby looks evil. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, this is when I liked her. 
because the baby, when they were doing the sonogram or whatever, and the baby was kind of there, they were doing the heartbeat, and they were showing the nose. They had some fun about that. And I guess the baby had turned or, or like yeah. the camera turned. The baby was looking straight at the camera. And then she just cuts the interview and goes, my baby looks evil. Yeah. <laughs> and it did kind of look evil a little bit. Like it did. one of his eyes was squinting. It looked like it was giving everybody the stink eye. Um, and right there I was like, oh, this woman's kind of quirky and funny. I, I think I actually like this woman. That's when we both laughed out loud. And then the idea of a push present gets introduced at the end of this scene. And a push present is a present that a husband gives a wife when she pushes out the baby. It's supposed to be for her nine months of being in labor and giving birth to the baby. I do not know why, but the idea of a push present, like, bothers me deeply it gets under my skin I feel like it's it's just it feels strange it grosses me out what do you think of push presents I'm glad you feel that way (laughs) (laughs) Um, that being said I will expect a Range Rover uh yeah I don't I I, I hadn't I'd heard of it and I kind of felt like I guess I never thought it, it was I guess if a woman was like, no, like, I, I, I get a present for this. I wouldn't ever be like, that sounds ridiculous. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. You know? Yeah. Because I do get how um, it, you know, it, it's just a nice gesture to give the mother of your child a present for being such a trooper. You yeah. know, like, I kind of feel like it's nice. I guess it just, it, it just, to me, it seems to highlight this idea that, like, women are, like, the main person for a child yeah, but you, no 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 but like you are the main person for a child pre-birth here's the thing if i'm pregnant okay you are going to be waiting on me hand and foot and that will be my push present we will be going through this pregnancy together in the sense that i will be needing a watermelon every day okay that you will cut up and de-seed for me i will be needing my foot rub feet not just one foot, both of my feet. You know, I assume that you will also be as put out by this pregnancy as I am. But maybe I'm just saying that as a woman that's never had a kid and I'm coming from a, p- a place of privilege. And I am saying, if you get me pregnant, stay away. <laughs> Don't come near me. I want to be alone. So we are now, uh, next scene is back at the party planner. Um, and that is when the, back at the venue, that is when the party planner shows Marie the Yummy Mummy's Instagram account. Okay. And then her sister, her mom, and Marie start tearing it apart. This looks ugly. This is lame. This is stupid. Blah, blah, blah. They liked it at first. They were like, ooh, we need all those crowns. And then when she realized that this was an account, that was like some people of women mm-hmm. who are an exclusive m- yummy mummy group mm-hmm. from Melbourne. Mm-hmm. She got a little like uh, she her attitude changed. And that is when she said, I'm going to start my own Instagram account called the Adelaide Yum Mum. Yeah. And I uh, I looked up their followers. Nick, who do you think has the most followers? The Melbourne Yum Mummies or the Adelaide Yum Mum? The Adelaide Yum Mums. And I think they got our I got them by like 100,000. Wrong. They have 121,000 <laughs> uh, followers. Okay. They are lo- they are the 400,000 behind. Um, next is the three shopping for the push present. They are eyeing a very rare diamond that uh, Lorinsky wants. It's $99,000. Um, it is just shy of 100,000. Right, and it's an uh, olive. It's an olive-colored diamond. It's one of a kind. It's um, the only it's one that exists in the world, this olive 
diamond. And I think the biggest takeaway from this is that when they leave the jewelry store, they are clearly in a mall. Yeah. To have that expensive of a rare diamond in a mall seems like a security issue. It, we don't see the mall, but the sound, the, um, what is that called? Uh, when The, the ambiance. The ambiance, or when, you know when you're on a shoot and they're like, okay, we got to take. The room tone. Room tone, thank you. The room tone of wherever they exit into is clearly a mall. And it's like, oh, you just went to a jewelry store in a mall? Maybe that mall was just all jewelry stores. You don't know what goes <sighs> Maybe. on over there in Melbourne. That's true. Then we go back to Marie getting ready in her beauty room. She's looking at the Insta. And that's when her sister is like, why don't you invite these ladies to the baby shower? Okay, just invite them. Don't beef with them. The next scene we see Marie and her her partner Carlos um, over at her parents' house for a big Italian dinner. And boy, could they not say big Italian dinner and big Italian family and traditional Italian family more in this fucking epi- in this scene. This was tough. Marie uh, tells her dad about the Instagram account, which is about five minutes of him being like, what? Huh? And she's like, they, there's this other group of women that have an Instagram account. And her dad's like, okay, uh, sure. What? Yeah, I'm making a spaghetti over here. Huh? <laughs> what are you talking about? They Instagram. I'm talking about spaghettis. That takes us to back to the three. They're they're walking in a park, and um, they are once again talking about how their bodies are changing. That is when they uh, the the invite to Marie's baby shower comes up. Marie has has messaged them on Instagram, and they're like, "There's this other person called Adelaide Yum Mom, and she has uh, invited us to her baby shower. It's going to be the biggest baby shower in Adelaide. We should go." And then the other people are. Like the other two out of the three are like, who is this person? Like, what? Why did she message us? This is so weird. We just got a message on Instagram. Who is she? I don't understand. Why? Blah, blah, blah. It's like you guys are on the same fucking show. You telling me you don't know her? You have more issues with this than I do. I, I see this quite a bit on reality TV. I hated it. Where it's like, uh, you're like, why? Why should we invite Billy? It's like, because Billy's now a main cast member on your show and you're taping a television show. Okay. <sighs> That brings Katie. us back to uh, Marie and her family. She's complaining about something. Marie complains a lot. And then she learns that the young moms are coming. And she decides she must change the theme. It can no longer be Burberry. You got to go bigger. It now must be Versace. And the way they get to it is they're like all talking about it. And then the Italian dad who has no idea what's going on. He's like, oh, you look at the Versace. Yeah. You and like Versace. Like, oh, my God. Daddy has a good idea. Yes. Yeah. Versace. Yep. Yeah. You look good at a Versace. And that was the end of the first episode of season one. And as far as I'm concerned, the last episode of season one, folks, I will not be popping this one on. Yeah. I'll again. never watch this show again. That one was a slog. Felt like work. <sighs> didn't like it yeah i checked the time on that mm. uh, episode at least twice yeah. where i'm like surely it's done i thought i was well, like, we had just watched the super bowl so it was like yeah. a lot of tv maybe if we were a little fresher but uh it felt like it just rolled from one episode into the other the problem with this show as as far as i see it is that there are not fully defined characters and that the two characters that are somewhat watchable just kept returning to the same talking points where it's like you can't 
keep me hooked on a show based on Lorinsky being horny and scared of breastfeeding yeah. and Marie being a complainer. Like I'm not gonna keep I'm not gonna watch another episode where those things just keep getting uh nailed down again and again. It's yeah. it's boring. So that was uh the yummy mums, the yummy mummies. Now, I, I want to say a few things before uh, we get out of here. I want to say one more critique of the yummy mummies. Oh, go ahead. Okay, so this is this is something that has come up on the Lindsay Lohan Beach House, which is that I am not interested in watching people get to know each other. On this show, that's an issue because the yummy mummies, who the three Melbourne yum moms, they all know each other. There's no drama there. They're not fighting with each other. Yeah. They're the only drama is this out this unknown person named Marie who's threatening their status for some reason or somehow she's introduced to us as a threat and I, they don't know her. I don't want to watch them get to know her. This episode also looked like it was filmed in an afternoon. Yeah. Like they, where the three Melbourne yummy moms walked around a park and then went to the went I see to, a, to a ring store and then Marie was at her house and then went to the event. Like there was no sit down dinners. Uh, notice you really well, didn't. Well, there was the family you dinner. Didn't, you didn't get, but not like a dinner with all the friends out. Yeah. That's when the drama starts when they start drinking. See, they're not going to be drinking really on this show because Ooh. they all are pregnant. They're not going to beat each other up because they all are pregnant. Good so point. you got to remember where the ceiling is here. Yeah. And uh, you. you you didn't get to see the Melbourne yum mums, what their home lives are like. Mm -hmm. it, this really is a show about Marie. Mm -hmm. um, and then her trying to infiltration of the yum mums of Australia. Yeah. Um, so that's that, folks. Uh, before we get out of here, I do want to say a few things. Um, as we said, we will be recapping the challenge uh, uh, Worlds Collide, the new season, challenge uh, season 33. Um, I believe so. Um, and that is debuts on debuts? Wednesday this coming debuts. whatever <laughs> this coming Wednesday so depending on how we get our shit together we have to figure it out because it's moving back to its original dates which were Wednesdays which uh you know and then it moved to Tuesdays for a long time the challenge it's back to Wednesdays so we were normally watching the show on Wednesdays putting the show out uh, I mean watching the show on Thursday uh, Tuesday, Tuesday. <laughs> One of those days. <laughs> Putting the show out the following day. So I assume we'll watch this on Wednesday, put it out on Thursday. If that does not work out and the show doesn't come out till maybe Thursday night or even Friday morning, don't freak out. We will get our schedules in order and kind of figure this stuff out. Yeah, we have growing pains just like the rest of you, so we, stick with us. We haven't really thought it out, and honestly, uh, Ashley has her last show for uh, the show that she's been uh, hosting for years and years at the UCB East. The UCB East in New York City is closing down, so the last show for Fresh Out is this Thursday. If you're in New York City, come on out. I will be on that show. Nick will be. My triumphant return to the uh, UCB East in the Fresh Out uh, program. Um, so that's going to put maybe a little bit of a damper on how we get things done this week. But the following week, Ashley does not have uh, Fresh Out on those days. And so maybe Thursdays will be when these recaps come out. I think we can do Thursday. We'll um, see. We'll could see. also be Wednesday night. We don't know how it's going to work, Just but stick with us. Don't look. unsubscribe. It'll come out and we will get on a better schedule. The other thing I want to say is, folks, this Tuesday, I believe is the uh, triumphant return of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And it's supposed to be a wild season, folks. Uh, that is one of my main franchises. I love it. So I will be watching that and giving you guys updates on those things. Uh, I'm also the finale 
um, I guess uh, this Thursday of uh, Florabama. I unfortunately caught up on that season, and maybe I'll talk a little bit about the finale, guys. Uh, do not like once again. Do not like the show. We liked it for about three episodes, and I'm back to not liking it again. There's a lot of reality TV rolling around, so if you want to catch up with me, watch a little bit of Floribama. Make sure you watch Beverly Hills this Tuesday. Make sure you're watching The Challenge on Wednesday. Uh, you know I'm watching Vanderpump Rules on Monday nights. And, of course, on Wednesday nights, I'm watching Real Housewives of New Jersey. Uh, all these things Nick will be reported to get a job. on. All these <laughs> things will be reported on in upcoming episodes. So don't think that we forgot about the mainstays, ladies and gentlemen. Please follow us on Twitter at Reality Blows Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Ashley B Roberts. You can find Nick on Instagram at Nick Maritato. That's M A R I T A T O. Please rate us five stars on the Apple Podcast app. And as always, may the Melbourne young moms have weird feelings about their boobs and be horny. And also, Dolphin. <laughs> Good what? Night. What?